Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's September 4th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, FAA approval brings Amazon Prime Air drone deliveries closer. Two, Amazon enters wearables with Halo Wellness Band in subscription service. Three, Facebook pushes back an Australia draft regulation requiring payment for news. Shift 1. FAA approval brings Amazon Prime Air drone deliveries closer. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, approved Amazon's in-development drone delivery service, Amazon Prime Air, to begin limited commercial deliveries beyond visual line of sight in sparsely populated areas. The approval includes a, quote, Part 135 air carrier certificate, end quote, reportedly a standard certificate, and also allows Amazon-designed MK27 drones to deliver cargo without an airworthiness certificate. Amazon plans to begin limited delivery tests with the MK27, which can carry packages up to 5 pounds and make deliveries within a 7.5-mile radius within 30 minutes or less. It has a total range of 15 nautical miles. It will begin by dropping deliveries, without human interaction, to 10 houses in highly rural areas. Though Amazon has not revealed details on the location, it operates test sites in the U.S. Northwest and Vancouver area, as well as prime air development centers in the U.S., U.K., Austria, France, and Israel. Amazon Prime Air is the third company to gain FAA approval for commercial drone deliveries, after UPS subsidiary Flight Forward and Alphabet subsidiary Wing, which both received their standard Part 135 certificates in late 2019. UPS Flight Forward has been delivering lab samples and medicine across hospital campuses and retirement communities in North Carolina, Virginia, and Florida, partnering with CVS Health and drone companies Matternet and Wingcopter. Alphabet's Wing, in turn, has been testing its services in Virginia, delivering food and drugs in partnership with Walgreens and FedEx since September 2019, and in June 2020, launching library book delivery to students in Montgomery County. While this is progress for Amazon, it is far from overcoming the regulatory hurdles needed to launch a full-scale drone delivery service. It still needs a type certificate, required for each aircraft type, for the MK27 drones, and a Part 119 certificate for air carriers. The FAA also needs to complete its drone delivery framework, with rules for flights over populated and urban areas, expected to be released later this year, night flights, and drone identification. The FAA also has an unmanned traffic management system under development. We are still a few years away before residential drone deliveries are commonplace. For Amazon, however, the Prime Air program is highly strategic for its core retail business. 80-85% to of Amazon packages are less than 5 pounds making a substantial portion amenable to drone delivery. Drone deliveries at scale might cost an estimated $1 per delivery, compared to perhaps $5 today. Drones also can address the last mile, which represents 53% of shipping costs, and help Amazon meet its one-day and same-day delivery commitment, especially in rural areas. Amazon has been investing in building out its distribution network to be closer to consumers, including a major expansion of delivery stations, a range of retail outlets, such as Whole Foods and the new Amazon Fresh Grocery Stores, and exploration of unoccupied mall space for distribution centers. If Amazon can leverage its physical footprint to launch drone delivery and achieve a cost of $1 per shipment, there will be intense economic pressure on competitors and adjacent businesses to follow. 
To read more content related to Amazon and drone delivery, check out our August 28, 2020, Three Shifts edition. Amazon expands its network of delivery stations to bolster up a key weakness. In our October 11, 2019 brief, UPS Flight Forward's FAA approval and the latest in drone deliveries. Shift 2. Amazon enters wearables with Halo Wellness Band and subscription service. Amazon recently entered the world of wearables with the launch of Amazon Halo, which includes the wrist-worn Halo Band and AI-powered services delivered via the Halo app. The Halo Band, which lacks a screen or notifications, is all about sensors that can capture physical activity, body fat composition, sleep patterns, tone of voice, skin temperature, and heart rate. It can even analyze users' moods and energy levels by applying AI to tone of voice. The band is water-resistant with a battery that lasts up to 7 days and charges in 90 minutes. Amazon Halo, including the Halo band and a 6-month membership, is being offered through an early access program for $64.99, regular price $99.99. After the 6-month period, Halo services will cost $3.99 per month. Halo Band owners who opt not to subscribe will still have access to basic functionality, such as steps, sleep time, and heart rate. Halo offers integrations with over 100 third-party, quote-unquote, labs. For example, Headspace, Weight Watchers, American Heart Association, and Mayo Clinic, that can offer health advice and programs based on analyzed data. Amazon is also expanding its collaboration with EHR vendor Cerner, for whom AWS is the preferred cloud provider, to integrate Halo data into health records and let consumers share health data with their providers. Amazon is looking to establish a foothold in a growing wearables market expected to be worth over $57 billion by 2022. Vendors shipped 86 million devices globally in Q2 2020, representing 14% year-over-year growth. The space is picking up momentum, with established players such as Apple Watch, the lead dog in the U.S., with optical and electrical heart sensors, accelerometer, and gyroscope, and Fitbit, whose proposed $2.1 billion acquisition by Google is still under regulatory review, as well as upstarts like the Aura Smart Ring, used by the NBA, and Whoop Wristband, which just partnered with the NFL. For Amazon, Halo represents a device-based platform through which it can tap into a range of upsides, ranging from near-term device and subscription revenue to richer data about consumers and their needs. Halo also may have intersections with Amazon's private label supplements and health products, its PillPack virtual pharmacy, Alexa virtual assistant and ecosystem of health-related skills, and its Amazon Care and Haven employee health initiatives. Looking ahead, if successful, Halo could be a launchpad for a range of future opportunities for Amazon and digital healthcare, bolstering its AWS cloud business. The potential value in applying AI to healthcare is enormous. For instance, quote-unquote emergent medical data, or health information inferred by AI from everyday consumer behavior, for example, social media posts, searches, and smart device interactions, can offer a richer whole-person view of the individual. This can help a big tech firm identify health conditions and enable care outside of a traditional provider setting. Amazon's effort is likely to intensify the growing scrutiny on big tech firms' access to and usage of health data. Amazon has been deliberate in describing how Halo ban users' data is protected, and its efforts with health data to date, such as its ongoing collaboration with Cerner, have generally been centered on its HIPAA-compliant AWS cloud services. However, the use of AI and health data by big tech firms can be problematic in that it often falls outside of the purview of HIPAA and oversight of medical professionals, raising questions regarding privacy and quality of care. Apple, 
as a point of reference, has said it doesn't have access to personal health data, and any use requires explicit consumer consent, aligning with its broader angling to be a leader in privacy. To read more content related to health data, AI, and smart devices, check out our March 16th, 2020 brief, The New HHS Rules and Shifting Regulatory Landscape Around Health Data and AI. In our November 19th, 2019 brief, Underdogs in the Smart Home, Apple, Samsung, and Ikea. Shift 3. Facebook pushes back on Australia draft regulation requiring payment for news. Earlier this week, Facebook notified users that it was updating its terms of service effective October 1st, 2020. The new terms, which will apply globally, now include the line, quote, We also can remove or restrict access to your content, services, or information if we determine that doing so is reasonably necessary to avoid or mitigate adverse legal or regulatory impacts to Facebook. End quote. Facebook's update is reportedly in response to draft regulation from the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, ACCC, that would require Google and Facebook to negotiate with Australian news media businesses for inclusion of their content. The draft also includes a set of minimum standards, such as notice of changes to algorithmic ranking and news presentation, recognizing original content, and providing information about how user data collected through content interactions is used. Facebook has indicated that if the proposed regulation becomes law, it would, quote, reluctantly stop allowing publishers and people in Australia from sharing local and international news on Facebook and Instagram, end quote. Google also responded by saying that enforcement could result in its free search services being negatively affected. It also put a pause on a news licensing program announced in June 2020 as it waits to see whether the law will go into effect. At the heart of the conflict is what the Australian government refers to as a, quote, significant bargaining power imbalance, end quote, between media businesses, such as News Corp, which has reportedly been influential in pushing for the regulation, and digital platforms. Facebook has argued that, in the first five months of 2020, its news feed sent over 2.3 billion clicks to Australian news sites at no charge, resulting in traffic worth an estimated 200 million Australian dollars in subscriptions and advertising for publishers. Both Facebook and Google have programs that pay a subset of publishers for content. The Facebook News tab, recently launched in the U.S., involves paying a quarter of the news publishers involved for two to three years. The deals have upfront guaranteed fees ranging from hundreds of thousands per year for smaller publishers to one to three million for larger publishers for a collective total of up to $100 million. Facebook plans to expand Facebook News internationally within six to 12 months, potentially to the U.K., Germany, France, India, and Brazil. Google also agreed to a licensing program in June 2020, which involves paying certain publishers in Germany, Brazil, and Australia. The program, now paused in Australia, was expected to roll out to another half-dozen countries. Outside of these types of limited programs, big tech firms have often taken a share-the-pain approach in response to regulation. In 2014, Google responded to a law in Spain by shutting down Google News rather than pay publishers for snippets. When, in June 2019, the EU Copyright Directive passed a law requiring that aggregators pay for anything beyond, quote, individual words or very short extracts, end quote, Google announced it would remove the short excerpts from results to avoid paying publishers. Over the past month, Apple, Google, and Amazon have all indicated they would pass along the costs of new digital tax regulations to consumers and merchants. To read more content related to regulation of big tech platforms and news aggregators, check out our May 29th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, 
Trump's executive order threatens to make tech platforms liable for user content. In our November 9th, 2019 brief, Facebook news in the current wave of news aggregators. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more Six Pages content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on telemedicine and doctors on demand. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts edition.